Welcome back to Conversations for the Good. Hello, Dr. Jane. Good morning, Anna. How are you today? Well, I'm still thinking about the anonymous random act of kindness you had us do this week. You know, I oh, yeah. really I really enjoyed doing this and it felt so satisfying and what a wonderful positive way to start the week. Ah, you know, Anna, and, and that's the point. You know, the act is is really a statement of unconditional positive regard. We're not doing it to be recognized or appreciated. You know, we're we're tapping into our personal connection to humanity, you know, kind of like we did with the uh, loving kindness practice. You know, this week was loving kindness in action. You know, and in our meditative practice, we start by offering the loving kindness to ourselves and then sharing it with loved ones and people we find difficult and really strangers everywhere. Well, it's amazing how good I feel at the end of that practice. It's like my whole mindset shifts and, and my body too. You know, I, I so, I'm just so much calmer, more alert, content, and certainly open-hearted. Well, and, and that's no surprise. I mean, the studies of, of the brain and the effects of quieting practices and meditation continue to show that the, the physical structure, the actual physical structure of the brain changes with regular practice. You know, people report feeling better, more positive, more energized. Um, but the studies really, they really underline it. You know, the changes are, are often most pronounced in that region of the brain called the insula. You know, this is the part of the brain that regulates our sense of connectedness with others. And when the insula is energized, um, we have more access to empathy and compassion. So really, I mean, out of really all of our practices, you know, contribute to the brain growing and growing and, and um, expanding. And this contributes to our sense of, of health and well-being. Well, no wonder I feel better. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's another way that I'm changing my brain in a in a good positive way with simple practices. Yes, yes, you know, and all the practices that we've suggested affect this sense of our health and wholeness. You know, I can I consider this kind of a bonus. I mean, the main intention in cultivating mindful awareness is really to reprogram that hyperactive thinking. You know, that autopilot thought stream. You know, to see our our thoughts you know, really aren't facts, you know, and to witness, you know, with, with new lenses, the interaction among the thoughts and the feelings and the physical signals and those ensuing impulses. You know, this is, this is really the only way that we can shift our perception and consciously choose to live differently by, by maybe making a plan to change, you know, but we can only do this with accuracy if we know what's going on. Without this awareness, we're stuck doing the same old things. You know, we've all been there. Well, yes, we have. Yes, we have. You know, to change, we have to be able to determine what's happening and, and what we have control over and what we can change and what we need to accept and step away from. I, I can feel how important this is in our quest to live more consistently from our best and highest self. I'm sure there are blocks and glitches along the way, and knowing that there are practices that will support our efforts is really encouraging to me. Well, I think so too, you know, and, and knowing that mindful awareness practices allow us to, to see and know things differently, 
provides new possibilities. You know, the most important one is the wherewithal to choose again. Well, Dr. Jane, you spoke some of some possibilities in our last conversation, and I've been curious about a deeper inquiry into three words that you used in describing the process of present moment awareness, those being pause, portal, and presence. Oh, yeah, sure, Anna. You know, these three are really signposts, you know, our guides in the process as we move on to the path of mindful awareness. You know, and, and it's important to keep in mind that these words, you know, are, are they're words, they're also kind of descriptors, you know, are a way to talk about mindful awareness, yet they're not in and of themselves mindful awareness. You know, these are the ideas and concepts not the actual experience, you know, only the immediate direct experience is considered mindfulness. And, and we have to enter the, the actual process of that in the moment to have the experience. So these give us a way to discuss mindfulness, but it's just pointing to the possible experience. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and I know I've talked about this before, but it's always worth repeating, you know, knowing about mindfulness you know, is not the practice. And it's only through the practice that we can utilize the power of it to, to really deepen into another non-conceptual way of knowing and change ourselves. You know, so, so let's talk about the pause and the portal and, and presence. You know, first of all, you know, the pause is created by practices that the practices specifically of stepping off the train that runs 24-7. That's the, the train of our mind. We begin to, to remove ourselves, you know, by learning through practice that we can observe our thoughts. We're observing without participating, you know, and we notice them initially by concentrating our attention on things other than the thoughts, you know, like our breath, like sensing our body. You know, maybe it's like I'm sensing the bottom of my feet or, or the chair holding me. So we're continuing to be very, very present with all that's taking place but exerting control over we, where we put our attention. Well, that's right. That's right. We continue to be aware of the thought stream, yet we're no longer in the whirling activity of our thoughts. We're not in the, not in the drama. We're not, we're not in the, the, the craziness of it. You know, we're outside of the fray. You know, and in this space, the pause, we're creating. You know, we're also available to witness and interact um, I mean, witness the, the interaction of our thoughts and our feelings and, and really beginning to experience how our body is responding and, and also really beginning to experience that personal kind of knee-jerk reaction that we have, you know, those resulting impulses that continue to fuel our reactivity. So we're up close to whatever is playing out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we actually have a ringside seat to the drama. That oh, drama that's, man that's, yeah, that's manufactured from our relationship, past experiences and habitual behaviors. You know, and with mindfulness, we're we're a spectator. We're watching. We're not a participant. That spectator, that we call it the watcher, witness, observer, self position, makes room for the creation of the pause. You know, and it's this is the space where usual habitual reactivity is so very obvious. And yet the space is also 
teeming with possibilities for something new to happen. So the pause makes room for new choices. We're open to those new possibilities. You know, choices that that are not dictated by by the past conditioning. You know, whether that be habits or, or fears of the future. So even with the pause in place, we still have a choice, and we may choose to do the same old things, or maybe not. <laughs> well, sure. You know, and this is the reason that ongoing practice is is so very important. You know, the more time we invest in the experience of mindfulness, the more likely we are to see through the usual conditioned responses <laughs> and also see through our justifications and maybe make new choices. You know, and these new choices hopefully are fueled by experiences of acceptance, kind of allowing things to be as they are and letting go of what we don't have any control over. And this is possible with regular practice. That's it, Anna. That's it. You know, the formal practices that we've talked about are, are really a sequence, um, a sequence of practices, you know, starting with the welcoming breath, you know, then moving into the breath and body. And then from there, moving into our thoughts where we notice sounds and, and then thoughts. And then we also... Um, talked about loving kindness, you know, and the practice of loving kindness. But I, I have to say that one of the most efficient ways to create the pause is the three-minute breathing space. I mean, think about it, Anna. You know, in three minutes, we can observe what's whirling in our emotional bundle, those thoughts, feelings, body sensations, and impulses, you know, and then we pull our attention away from all those, all those uh, uh, sensations in the bundle you know, and, and focus just on the breath, is gathering just to the breath. And then we conclude in the final minute with our attention focused on body sensations and breathing, breathing with our body and its wholeness. You know, and this provides the essential space or that pause where we reconnect with the mindful awareness. You know, and from this place of renewal, gosh, you know, we can decide what we need to do from a totally different place. Oh, I know. I've said this a million times that that three-minute breathing space has been such a lifesaver for me on many, many occasions. Uh, Dr. Jane, let's move to the portal. You refer to this as an interest, entrance or a passageway. That's right. That's right. The portal is a passageway, you know, and the passageway opens from the pause as we reconnect with the mindful awareness. You know, it's the doorway to new opportunities through new choices. You know, one essential that arises in this passageway um, is our acceptance, you know, our acceptance of the way things are. This unveils a new framework. We're, we're able to see what's happening really with new eyes and hear with new ears, you know, and it's really a revelation, you know, and in this revelation, we have a clearer perception of our habitual conditioning. And, and also we have a clearer picture of how futile it is, you know, and, and in seeking the best version of ourselves, you know, we need to be able to see how this isn't working. We begin to experience that shift from conceptual knowing to a true felt sense of knowing, you know, we're moving away from just operating out of our heads, our thinking and our ideas, um, which are usually related to all of our habitual identifications. You know, so 
So when we're talking about the, the portal, we're talking about a fresh way of knowing that's available to us. It's really a marriage of feelings and physical sensations. And I often refer to this as a felt sense. So it's a territory of intuition and wisdom, you know, neither of which um, emerge in, in forms that are connected to our habitual conditioning. You know, it's not about the old way of doing things. You know, it's a new way of seeing ourselves in the world. And in fact, <laughs> the felt sense often defies logic and reason. I recall in previous conversations, you used a quote from Viktor Frankl that describes this process. Yes. Yes. He's one of my favorites, you know, and, and Dr. Frankl is the, the person who said, you know, between stimulus and response, there lies a space. This is what we're calling the pause, you know, and in that space is our power to choose our response. And in our response lies our growth and freedom because therein lies the possibility you know, we're creating the space, as we call the pause, and we enter the portal. We enter the portal with the possibility to choose our response and grow and really experience the freedom. Oh, it sounds so lovely. And it's straightforward. You know, I can't help but wonder what it takes. So why, I should say, it takes so long to learn it and why it is that that we still get tripped up. I, you know, we constantly do this and it just blows my mind how we continue to do that. Yes. Yes. And we all do it, you know, and and I hate to sound like a broken record, but it's why we continue to recommend regular practices, you know, to deepen our experience, deepen into the mindful awareness, you know, and, and the practices become, gosh, I know they're like a parachute, you know, a parachute in difficult and, and reactive situations. Let's face it. A parachute is only useful if we know how to wear it and, and if we pull the cord in a, in a timely fashion. Boy, that's for sure. <laughs> Dr. Dane, let's talk a little bit about presence. Ah, presence. You know, all of our practices help, help us um, really step out of the pull of the autopilot thinking. You know, and that kind of thinking is, is fueled by the past and our anticipation of the future. You know, so we're really practicing bringing our full attention to what's happening in the moment of now, you know, and this present moment awareness is the foundation of all other practices, all the practices we talk about in mindful awareness. So being present in the moment is where we experience the openness of the pause and we begin, you know, uh, the movement toward the portal with its potential for a deeper experience. So we begin our present moment awareness, the now by paying attention to really the contents of the moment. You know, and it's interesting to look at this. The contents are, are what we're watching. You know, like we're watching our thoughts. It's, it tends to be our feelings. We're feeling the contact of the chair or, you know, other sensory kinds of things like hearing. We're hearing the sounds of the birds outside chirping. You know, and as we move toward the portal, there is a sense very often of letting the content fall away. We're moving into a deeper silence within, you know, the thoughts and the feelings, they kind of recede to the background, you know, and an openness, an openness along with a recognition of awareness itself is beginning to surface. We're aware of being aware. So this is the place when we feel spacey. 
Well, yes. Yes. You know, there's an experience of openness for most of us, at least in the beginning that we're not accustomed to. You know, so as we're moving through the the portal, you know, all the content that is usually so consuming is falling away. And we find ourselves beyond the portal, resting in open awareness. You know, we deepen into an understanding of being in the awareness rather than doing the awareness. This is the presence arising. You know, we often feel ourselves as relaxed, and yet we also feel grounded and open-hearted. There is a sense of being kind of more awakened, and it can be enormously comforting and and almost familiar. You know, as we move into presence, it it feels really like we're coming home. So the, the practices are designed to bring us to this place, right? Yes. Yes. Starting way back. You know, when we first introduced the relaxation response, we wanted the mind to first learn to focus its attention on one or two things, you know, at a time, like the breath, like a word, you know, and doing this to learn how to quiet, to really quiet everything about ourselves. You know, the intentions from the beginning, you know, really had everything to do with moving to a deeper realization. And, and deeper truths, you know, to know ourselves intimately as we pursue our quest to live more consistently from our best and highest selves. That's how I was understanding the prescribed path. You never said much about presence in the mindfulness classes. Well, you know, Anna, the classes were really designed as a foundational piece, you know, and we're currently covering the foundation in pursuit of the best version of ourselves, you know, which is more like applied mindfulness. So it's important to note that presence really cannot be developed. It's not like, you know, that you can study it, you know, it has to be discovered and it can only be discovered through our experience in the quieting meditative practices, you know, and again, that's a good reason for regular practices, you know, practices that allow recognition of the pause and our movement through the portal and the opening into the beingness of presence. You know, the more we we experience presence, the deeper our inner knowing, the deeper our understanding and clarity of inner truths really surface as as they unfold for our use. Which I I know will be rich terrain as we proceed on our quest to our best and highest self. Oh, for sure. For sure. You know, it it may also be useful to know that we can be in present moment awareness without being aware of presence. You know, we can still be in that awareness. And at times, there's there's an awareness of presence without particularly starting at that present moment awareness. You know, it just kind of surfaces spontaneously. You know, and and this, this is because they're really considered, you know, present moment awareness and presence are really considered two separate, very separate domains. Well, let's talk about practices that move us from present moment awareness and the pause onto the portal and the possibility of experiencing presence. Well, sure. You know, my suggestion, Anna, is that we each design a practice incorporating, well, you know, multiple parts of the foundation pieces. You know, it can be really any combination of the practices, you know, maybe the the ones that we find most enjoyable, most rewarding, 
you know, or maybe, you know, we choose some that, that we want to become more familiar with. But I always suggest that we start the sequence with a quieting, quieting and a focus on the breath. So the welcoming breath would be a lovely way to start, you know, moving our attention to the breath, letting it be just as we find it. We've done this over and over again, you know, focused on the in-breath and the out-breath, you know, and then we could move our attention to um, the next practice, you know, could be, you know, our attention to the sensation of the body via a mini scan of, of contact and sensations, or we could actually move into a full body scan, you know, breathing into and out of each region of the body, starting with the feet and moving up the body, you know, and, and it's always <clears throat> important to have some time where we're noticing the thoughts. Maybe we start with sounds, allowing the sounds to come to us, then letting the sounds fade into the background and allowing the thoughts to arise and observing the thoughts, kind of moving always, allowing them to move across the sky of the mind. You know, and, and if, if we're continuing to feel restless, or, or maybe even if we aren't, maybe if we're, we're at a good place, we can always move into, and I love to, to end with this, the loving kindness practice. You know, allowing ourselves to be in that open-hearted space. You know, and regardless of which practices we choose, you know, as we conclude the sequence, allow ourselves to really rest in the quiet open-heartedness. You know, and let and let this be a point that if we're reasonably quiet and we found kind of a still point within, you know, we may experience the movement, really, really notice it in our experience, that movement to the portal and presence arising from within. You know, in this part of the experience is, is considered really a non-doing practice. We're not trying to make anything happen. We're just aware of all that's arising without any resistance or judgment or anticipation, just allowing ourselves to be in that lovely space that we've created in our awareness, being aware that we're aware. So we choose the sequence and at the end, we rest in the quietness that our practice has provided and notice what arises. Yes, yes. So it, it's about, you know, be open to the silence from within, you know, deepening into our experience, deepening into the sense of peace and serenity. Dr. Jane, is there a question or activity for the week? Well, Anna, let's look for cues in the environment, um, cues that will, will really remind us to practice present moment awareness in our everyday life. You know, these are often referred to as mindfulness bells, and they can be, they can be anything that shows up. It can be a chime that we hear from a nearby church, or it can be while we're waiting on hold, you know, on the phone, or chopping that pepper or washing that dish to really allow those things within our environment to be the triggers to move into this sequence of the mindful awareness, the pause, the portal, and seeing if presence arises. I'm looking forward to all those mindfulness bells. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Jane. Until our next conversation.